And, uh, and we're here and we know that God wants to do something more than we could ever ask, dream, think, or imagine. And so I know that he's going to do more if we just open our hearts. So here's the cool thing. While we can't be together right now, we can still be together. And we're together through this service, but also Zoom groups. If you'll watch, if you'll go to our Facebook page, which you're already there. If you go there, you're going to see Zoom groups. Our ladies' Bible study will be meeting on Tuesday night. Our men's Bible study will be meeting on, on, on uh, Wednesday night. Uh, there are small groups that are gathering. If you've ever had a question about what does God, what does God think about relationships? What does he think about those? And what do healthy relationships look like? Then you can tune in with Van on, on Friday night. And if you look, you're going to see all these different, our youth ministry is going to be meeting, college and career are going to be meeting. We had a meeting last night with our elders, our trustees, and our directors, and we gathered together and we prayed for this service. It was amazing, just seeing everybody's face. When we finished, there was joy. Uh, Lorena and I were sitting at home and we just had this joy because we hadn't seen each other's faces. And so uh, this is a way for us to see faces directly following this service today at 10 30 a.m roughly based upon how long i preach uh, <laughs> um uh thank you sam see i got cam cam and sam so i got a, you know i got a couple here that are going to give me some love gales back there <laughs> but um <laughs> so i'll at least know it's not going to right <laughs> i'm preaching to the choir literally this morning preaching to the choir <laughs> stacy mentioned that earlier i said you are really true i'm preaching to the choir uh, but um, but directly from there's going to be a prayer group. So if you need additional prayer, then you can uh, log into the prayer group. Candace Smith will be leading that. And you can just see somebody and pray. We wanted to pray today with you right here, but we also want to pray and encourage uh, others to, uh, to just be connected and to stay connected through this time. Tomorrow morning at 9 a.m., you can have Monday morning prayer with Pastor Mike. You can just log in, and we're going to pray for 45 minutes. Whatever your prayer requests are, you make them known. I'll be live, and we're just going to pray and trust God. So we are going to do everything we can to stay together during this time and to be the church. That's what we are. You know, the church, this, this right now proves more than anything, the church is not a building. The church is people. And it proves that the church is still alive and well and still strong. And so as we, uh, I want to remind you as well, you can stay connected on our app. COA-FL in your app store. You can stay connected that way. Um, you can get our push notifications. I've been sending out prayers, ways to be the church. You can listen to messages. There's a Bible on there. You can still give your tithes and offerings to the Lord. Just simply make your gift right there through the app. So there's a bunch of things. I don't know if you're liking this new app, but I'm loving the new app because the notifications actually stay. You remember the old app, the old app, the notifications would come, you'd touch it, it'd be gone. And we're like, what if that was important? And most likely it was important. So now you actually get to keep them there. And so we're just hoping that you'll be able to stay on board with us and uh, stay connected with us and, uh, and keep connected throughout this process. Uh, God's love continues to move. So we're in our series Lent. And as we unpack our series Lent, we're still focusing, we're still trying to build um, the idea of what Lent is. We are 40 days leading up to Easter. And as we look at those, one of the things that Lent causes us to do is look at our mortality. 
Look at our mortality. What is it in us that makes us want to survive? Now, we know that God has put that in our hearts, but we also know that this world is not our home, and we're just passing through. This, we're, this flesh is going to be transformed from the mortal to the immortal. And so as we look at this, we understand it. Now, we know more than anything right now because of what's happening in this, uh, in this uh, situation worldwide with the virus. You know, it's taking people's lives. It's making people sick. It's making people look at their mortality. And this morning as I was praying, I sent uh, information to my brother Glenn Badonsky because we always pray on Sundays. We try and just, and I said, you know what? I feel a sense of urgency this morning in my heart. I feel a sense of urgency. I said, I feel a, a sense of a desperation for people. I can't imagine facing this scenario without Jesus. I can't even imagine facing this scenario without Jesus. Jesus is our Savior. He's our Lord. He's our Redeemer. He's our hope. And so as we look at this, as we see all these, all these circumstances, what happens is fear creeps in, right? Fear is real. And, and fear creeps in. And, and, and the truth of the matter is how you and I view death and mortality speaks directly to our faith. And so it's important for us to understand, even in these scary times, many of us are staring our mortality right in the face, and it requires us to have faith. Faith that there's more than the, to this world than just now. It also, if you're, like, if you're like many people, there's a good chance that you've battled fears throughout your life, right? We've all had battles with fear. We've all faced different fears. Some of us used to be afraid of stuff, and we're not afraid of it anymore, and some of us are still afraid of certain things, right? Some people, you know, two of the, the, the earliest fears that we get as children are the fear of falling and the fear of loud noises. Have you ever noticed babies are afraid to fall and they're afraid of loud noises? And sometimes that doesn't go away, right? We're still, some of us are. But I remember some of my fears were learned. And one of them was no good. And don't do this, by the way, because it is scary. But when I was little, there was this old Bloody Mary story. And I should, probably shouldn't share it. And they say, don't say Bloody Mary in the mirror. And so what would happen is my older sister, and I know she's watching and laughing right now, she would go in the bathroom with us. She would yell that and then shut the door and shut the light off and leave us hanging in there. And we were like, what is going on with that? And I would be scared that, that I was going to get got. So even today, and I love Jesus. When I go into there, don't shut the light off on me in the bathroom and yell Bloody Mary because I am going to come out and somebody's going to have a bloody lip. You know what I'm saying? And so, but as we think about that, what I really want us to do today is I want us to think about fear. And I want us to look at the most common fears, things that you and I face. Here's the good news. We sent notes to you via email and we also have notes available on our app sermon notes that you can fill in and so so as we look at these fears today there are so many fears that that are common to us and and many of us still have these fears and you can check them in or just think about them in your mind fear of loss isn't that what many of us are afraid of we fear of losing our loved ones fear of losing something that's value to us. fear of death many of us face that fear on a regular basis for those of us who are believers we know that death is not the end but that does not mean we want to go on the next bus 
if we're just being honest, are we allowed to be honest in church and live? Yes, you heard that clearly. Uh, fear of failure. Why don't we try? Sometimes we don't try because we believe we're going to fail. Or there's a potential for failure, so we don't even try. Many people say, I could never go back to school because I'm just going to fail. And then when they go back to school and they pass, they go, I can't believe I did it. Right? Many of us have fear of rejection. You didn't ask that person for help. You didn't, you didn't reach out. Maybe you didn't ask that, that person that you felt like you might want to get to know better because you were afraid of being rejected. Many people won't share the good news about Jesus Christ uh, because they're afraid of rejection. Many people wouldn't even hit the share button on this because they're afraid people would know and then they'll be rejected. And then we have the fear of the unknown. The fear of the unknown. And isn't that what we're facing right now? Nobody knows what's going to happen. Well, God does. And then we have a fear of sickness, right? Sickness, what if I get this? What if this? And what if that? And we deal with these sicknesses and we deal with these struggles, but God has given us some instruction. Now, it's not always easy to follow, but we're able to. 2 Timothy 1.7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. That's what God has called us to. Does that mean that we don't prepare? Does that mean that, man, I, I probably don't have fingerprints because of all of the, all of the uh, uh, hand sanitizer I use? But at the same time, does that mean that we, we, we run around? No, we have a sound mind. We follow instruction. Why do you think we're online right now? We, we want to make sure that we're doing the right things, but at the same time, we have a sound mind through this. God has given us a spirit of power and love. God has not given us that spirit of fear. So when fear comes, we need to battle it with faith. We need to battle it with faith. God is all-knowing. He's ever-present. He knows everything that's happening. He's all-powerful, and He is able. You know what I love as we were singing uh, that song? I got to hear it twice this morning, So, and you can hear it as many times as you want because you can replay as many times as you want. But it said, even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop. You never stop working. And that's what we know that God is doing. So people say, where's God? Right where he's always been. Even when you don't see it, even when you don't feel it, he is working. And God wants to put that power in our heart so that we won't live in fear. We'll live in faith. And we'll live in a way that's faith-based but also wise. We want to be wise. And so I believe that fear, many times we can take that fear away through faith. And then there are times that we need God to take our fear because even our faith isn't strong enough. It's just, it's, it, it's sometimes I think we put faith in the wrong things. I think sometimes we put more faith in fear than we do in faith, you know? And, 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 and that's what I say. So here's, here's what I say. If you're taking notes and you're filling it in, fear is placing faith in the what ifs. In the what ifs. Right? The what ifs. What if this doesn't stop? What if this? What if that? And we can get so caught up. But here's the deal. What if they find a cure tomorrow? What if God delivers us all and heals it right now? Why can't we change our what ifs into what if we get back to normal? What if things, but instead we thought, what if they, what if they keep it closed for four more days? Or what if I can't find toilet paper? 
You know, I mean, really, that took me by surprise, by the way. I didn't expect the TP was going to, I went to Walmart and the TP aisle was gone. I was like, what's going on with this? Uh, there's, there, there's meat, there's beef, there's cheese, but ain't no toilet paper. You know, I'm like, come on, man. What's going on, you know? But, but it's true in the what ifs. What if the truck doesn't deliver? What if this? What if that? So we need to learn. And, and here's the thing. You need to understand people who were faith-based struggle too. Moses, Moses answered. He said, what if they don't believe me or listen to me? That the Lord did not appear to you. Moses is sitting there talking to God. God right? And God's given him a mission, a purpose, a plan. And then he goes, but what if God, what if they don't listen? God's like, I'm kind of God. I kind of know what's happening here, you know? And then he just, you know, his answer was tell him I am that I am. And that's enough, you know, just tell him I am that I am. And sometimes I think we have to speak to our fear and say, I am that I am said, it's going to be okay. I am that I am said that no matter what. And then some people say, well, yeah, what if somebody says I am that I am said it's going to be okay and then they die? Well, then they're with Jesus because they had faith, right? I mean, there, there's the reality. The reality is none of us get out of this life alive. You know what I'm saying? We're all going somewhere. And so, so, so what I want you to understand today and I, what I want to share with you this morning is this. What you fear reveals what you value the most. What you fear reveals what you value the most. Now, for some of us, that's great because we love our families and we don't want to lose our families and we value them. Some of us, it's our jobs. Some of us, it's, it's our money. Some of us, it's our whatever it is. But what you fear reveals what you value the most. If you, ve- if you fear losing your marriage, it shows that you love your marriage, that you value your marriage. It's not a bad thing. If you fear something's going to happen to your children, you're going to lose your children. That's not. That just shows that you have fear. All I'm saying is take, take that fear and turn it into faith and start pronouncing blessings over your marriage, blessings over your children, blessings over your health. And instead of what if they get taken from me, what if they live happy, healthy, thriving lives and I get to be a part of it? See, that's the thing. Some of us fear of losing our jobs. What if God has a better job for you and you wouldn't leave this one, so he has to make you lose that one to get the next one? Some of us fear of losing money. Well, right now, toilet paper is more valuable than money. People are trading toilet paper. You know what I'm saying? They're like, hey, listen, you know, I, can I get some gas? I got a four-pack, you know? And so, so think about it. Money doesn't matter in these times. You know what I'm saying? People, I can't get cash out of the bank. Unless you're using it for toilet paper, it doesn't have much value. They're like, did he just say that in church? Yeah, I did. <laughs> and online. There it is, YouTube, welcome. But what you fear reveals what you value the most. And so, and then the second, second thing I want you to see today is what you fear reveals where you trust God the least reveals where you trust God the least many of us our faith are tested through this virus right now do you trust God for your eternity do you trust God with your life do you trust God you see the truth of the matter is this coronavirus this COVID-19 
Yeah, it could make us sick and it could take our life, but we could also lose our life in a million other ways. You could choke on a grape. If it's your day, you're going to choke on a grape or fall from the sky in an airplane. If it's your day, it's your day. The question isn't, is it your day? The question is, where are you going? You say, oh, Pastor Mike, you're preaching all that right now. What if you get that disease? Well, if I get that disease, first off, I believe that God can heal and not everybody who gets it dies. But the second thing is, if I die, then I get to be with Jesus. Oh, boo-hoo. That's terrible. You know, I wish I was joking, but I, and I just had this happen uh, almost, uh, over a year ago. I stood there thinking I was having a heart attack in my living room, literally just waiting, everything suffering, and I was okay. I literally looked at, at, at dad. I didn't even wake my wife up in the beginning, which she's still mad about. Babe, I know you're watching. I will wake you up if it ever happens again. But I waited 45 minutes thinking, ah, it's going to go away. You know, and my brother died in, uh, as sickness, and he ignored the pain in his, and he had a heart attack and died. And here I am. But I remember sitting there. It was before my 50th birthday, and I thought, wow, this is how it's going to end. I'm not going to see 50. Okay. I've honored God with my life. I'm okay with this. So then I went in and woke up Lorena, and, and, and then 45 minutes later we went. She finally convinced me that we should go. Turns out I had blood clots in my lungs, and it could have killed me. But the truth of the matter is I looked at death, and I thought, man, I don't want to leave my wife. I don't want to leave my family. I don't want to leave my church. I don't want to leave my ne nephew and nieces. I want to I see them. I want to do their weddings. I want to do all those things. But if heaven is my reward, what do I have to fear? And just in case I thought or you thought, God's the one that's been watching over my wife and my family and my church. And sometimes we just have to understand. So where, where are we trusting God the least? You see, you know, this is the issue. If we're, if we're not trusting God with our kids then who are we trusting our kids to? We have to trust that what you taught them is going to come out. We have to trust that what you've sown into them and lived before them is going to come out. Are you trusting God not to protect them? He's been protecting them since the very first day they were formed. What would change anything? God is what we're saying is, God, I really don't believe that you're good enough or your plan or your purposes are good enough to get me through this. But the truth of the matter is they are. Instead, instead of contributing to worry, God wants us to focus on what's good, what's holy, what's right. And maybe right now, this is a chance for us to say, God, I've been trusting you in the least, and it's time for me to trust you more. And I'm pushing this to the center. I'm giving you this, and I'm not picking it back up. I'm giving you this. See, this is what we need. If you don't trust God with your financial well-being, you're basically saying that I don't trust you to provide for me. And when we sing Jehovah Jireh, just don't sing it. But I know the God who provides, and I've seen him provide in unbelievable ways for people, including myself, including a knock on the door with groceries when Lorena and I didn't know where our next meal was coming from. But Jehovah Jireh showed up with a knock on the door and a family that said, hey, everything that we bought, the Lord told us to buy for you too. That's how God does it. That's how he provides. That's his answer. 
And so we have to trust God. So, so here's what I want us to do. I want us to really, really be honest and take a minute. And I want you to think about this. And then I want you to put it in your heart because I want you to surrender it to God. I'm not trusting God with what? Right now. I'm not trusting God with what? I'm not trusting God with an answer for Corona. I'm not trusting God with, uh, with what's going to happen in the country or the world. I'm not trusting God in my relationship. I'm not trusting God in, with my kids. I'm not, where, are you not strug- where are you not trusting God with your future? And then I want you to give that to God. I want you to surrender it to God. I want you to give it to Him. I want you to, to understand that. There are times in my life when I've struggled. And there are different times that sometimes I, I struggle with, God, am I even good enough to be the pastor of City on a Hill? Am I even good enough? Do I deserve this opportunity? God, am I? And I struggle with that. I struggle with that. And some people say, oh, well, this and that, and you should be here and you should be there. And that's a struggle. Am I not good enough? I struggle with the church losing her influence in culture. I struggle with that. God, can the church be the church in our culture, in our world? Can we really love Jesus more than we love ourselves? And I struggle with that in my own life, my own person. I told you I used to struggle with dying young because my dad died young, his dad died young, my brother died young, but I don't struggle with that anymore. I'm okay now. I'm okay. Like I said, everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to go now. And I'm not asking for the next bus. You know what I'm saying? But if it's my day and I have completed everything that God wants for me, then I'm okay. And that took a long time to get there. Took many years. I still struggle with panic and anxiety as I have shared with all of you and been very candid and very honest with you. And to this day, I still struggle with panic and anxiety. And I wonder, does that disqualify me from the ministry? Because I don't have enough faith. And the answer is no, but the enemy knows what hurts. So he'll come and say, oh, you have panic and anxiety. You don't have faith. The truth of the matter is it takes faith to believe in God, even when he won't take away things, because we don't know why we have them. You see, we can own our struggles what area of your life are you not trusting God? And, and, and if you're talking biblically, what are the what ifs? What ifs? What are the what if fears? What are the what if fears that you're facing? And I want to give you two thoughts today, two simple thoughts. And, and, and this is what I really believe that is going to help you change the what ifs of fear. I want you to understand that you can acknowledge your fear and choose to trust God. Did you know that ignoring fear doesn't make it go away? It only makes it worse because you're trying to ignore it. Did you know that? Sometimes you just need to acknowledge fear and then trust God. Look at what Psalm 56, 2 says. My slanders pursue me all day long. Many are attacking me in their pride. When I am afraid, I will trust in you. In God whose word I praise, in God I trust, I will not be afraid. What can mortal man do to me? This is the psalmist saying, I'm, yeah, I'm scared. My enemies are right here. This sickness, this is here. All these other things are happening. I'm acknowledging them, but God, I'm trusting you. I'm trusting you. I'm putting my hope in you. It's acknowledging and honestly, you see, so many times people think that our faith requires us to not live in the real world. 
But we have real struggles and real bills and real relationships and real life. And we're just supposed to ignore it. No, it's not ignoring it. It's saying God is at work. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop working. You and I, we can plug our fingers and close our eyes and sing la, 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 la all day long, but they're still there. And so acknowledging them takes power from them and releases power from you, just like the woman with, who, who had the issue of blood. The power left Jesus and went right in. She, he said, wait a second, power left me. Somebody touched me in faith. She was afraid. She pushed through her fears. She acknowledged her fears. What if he thinks that I'm unclean? What if this? What if these people jump me? What if I can't make it to him? She didn't let any of that stop her. And when she grabbed it, he said, wait a second, somebody touched me. And the disciple said, there's a bunch of people touching you. He said, yeah, but somebody touched me with faith. Somebody touched me with faith. Somebody said, if I could just touch the hem of his garment. Somebody. And I want to challenge you to be real honest. Be transparent with yourself and be transparent with God. I choose to trust God no matter what. And let me tell you, I'm not a doomsdayer guy or the breaking news guy, but we're going to see numbers rise before they decrease. I hope you all understand that with this coronavirus, with COVID-19. They're going to increase before they decrease. Unless God does a miracle, and I, I still believe He could do it right now. But if not, we're going to see those. But if we sit there and we keep counting, you know, getting our calculators out, what are my chances? Your chances are good with God, no matter what the outcome. So we choose to trust God no matter what. And then we move from here. The second thing is I want to encourage you to seek God until he takes away your fears. Now, there's the challenge. We're going to seek God until he takes away your fears. We're going to seek God through this process. We seek him in his word. We seek him through prayer. We seek him through Zoom groups. We seek him uh, day after day, night after night. Look at what Psalm 34, 4 says. It says, I sought the Lord and he answered me and he delivered me from all my fears. That's the word of God. The word of God, he said, I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. He, uh, take a moment right now and think about that verse. I sought God. The next time you start watching those numbers instead of watching God's word, I want you to stop, interrupt that thought, and seek God. When we hear those reports and terror begins to overstrike, overtake us, I want you to stop and pray and say, God, you're in control, and I trust you. And God, I'm giving you this. And every time fear tries to take you hostage, I want you to call upon the name of the Lord and tell fear it has to go. You know the breakup song, right? Amen, the breakup song. You have to go. He removed every fear that I have. That's what the Bible says. Satan defeated. Satan was defeated at the cross. Jesus Christ defeated Satan's sin and death. They no longer rule and reign over us. The only way they rule and reign over us is if we give them rule and reign over us. Whom shall I fear? That's what it says. Can a mortal man hurt me? Whom shall I fear? I will not fear Satan, I will not fear sin, and I will not fear death because we win. Take a hold of salvation today. Let your fear go. Put your heart and life in the hands of the master.
Whenever I feel fear, you know what I do? I close my eyes and remember Jesus is in control. When I start worrying about my nieces and nephews, and, 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 and I do, I turn them into prayer requests and start blessing them. That's what I do. When I worry about even their little feelings getting hurt, I told you I, I'm, I'm sensitive about that, and even their little feelings getting hurt, what happens? I rush right to it, and I start going, no, Father, in the name of Jesus, they're going to have a blessed day. Somebody's going to say good things to them, and I just start praying. Before you know it, I'm not worrying anymore. I'm praying in confidence. And I think we can do that in the midst of this. Next time you start worrying about it spreading, I want you to pray for a cure. The next time you start saying, oh, millions and millions, I want you to pray, God heal, God deliver, God give wisdom. And before you know it, you won't be worried. You'll be a prayer warrior and we'll bombard heaven. Whenever you start to feel fear, I want you to close your eyes and remember that God is right there. He's never ever left us he's never left us he sure hasn't left us right now seek him seek his help watch for him and watch him help us overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony god has not given us a spirit of fear he's given us a spirit of love and of power and a sound mind. And you and I can give up those what ifs. And if we're going to have what ifs, what if they find the cure today? What if God heals us all today? What if? What if God is using this to build my faith? What if God is using this as a wake-up call for the whole church to come together? What if it's a return to the family? What if it's a return to what matters most? What if God is reminding us all these things? I'm not saying God brought it upon us, but what if God is using this to remind us and bring us back to a place to remind us that we've gotten too comfortable in our cathedrals and we've forgotten what it means to be the church. We've forgotten what it means to have dinner. Now there's no restaurants to have dinner. You got to sit around the dinner table with your family. You can't have dinner. You can go get it, but you're going to have to sit around the table. What if all those things that we were worshiping, what if they all go away and we start to worship God? What can we learn from this? See, these are the questions. If you know God and you continue to seek Him, He's going to sustain us. He's going to sustain us. And as the church, we're going to have to be ready and present. People aren't working right now. How are they going to pay their, their bills? We're going to have to be ready with food for people, to help people. We're even going to have to give people toilet paper. I, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid because I know you've got that stash in your closet. But they already said you can't return it. Now, Costco said you can't return it. So if you've got like 600 rolls, we'll be hollering at you. Sharing is caring, exactly, Right? But think about it. We're going to have to be the church, man. We're going to have to be present. We're going to have to make it. I was so, man, I was so worried about our, our babies, our kids, man. You know, schools, that's where they get two meals a day. And my heart was instantly like, how are these babies going to eat? My, my, my wife talks about her students and how much she loves them. And, and, and some of the students in the school she's at, they have, they have that, that fear of when their next meal's coming. 
They have anxiety over what their next... And, and I was so glad to hear places like McDonald's and Burger King and other places were opening. That Pinellas County was actually going to run the bus route and give food out. I was so happy to hear that that's happening around the country. I thought, man, we, we can't miss this opportunity. You know, yesterday, our, 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 our church family went down and they they'd served our homeless like we always do. We may not have been able to do it all, but we were able to give out sandwiches and coffee. We were able to serve. We were there, present. And that's what it's going to require. It's going to require the church to be the church. But we got to be a part of the church. And how do we get to become a part of the church? We become a, a part of the body of Christ through faith in Jesus Christ. You see, I can preach about faith all day long, but until you have Christ in your life, it falls on deaf ears. Until you face your mortality and understand that we're all, none of us, get out of this life alive. But we are eternal beings, and God has put eternity in our hearts. Until we come to that understanding, and until we love God more than we love our life, we'll be constantly trying to hoard. We'll be constantly trying to take instead of give. We'll be constantly not concerned about those that are hurting. But that's not going to be the way we are. No. We're going to be different. And I believe this is going to wake up all of us. I believe the whole world is going to wake up and realize that people matter to God. And you'll never lock eyes with someone that doesn't matter to God. Never. If they're breathing, God loves them. I don't care what, I don't care what God loves them. And if God loves them, then they deserve the good news. And we have good news, but it's real hard to share the good news with hungry people. They're spiritually hungry, but they don't have anything in their bellies. It's real hard to share the good news with people who are parched. It's hard to give them living water if you don't give them water. It's real hard for people who feel unlovable to receive love unless you give them love. It's easy to say how much we care about somebody. But people know how much you care when they see it. When they see it. And that's my hope and prayer for us. So as we look at this today, if you're afraid of death, I know the one who conquered death. We sang about him today. He said, he conquered the grave. The grave cannot boast anymore. He can't boast because of Jesus. And so today, I want to give you the opportunity. And here's the fear right now. You know, the biggest fear right now is I can't do this. That's what people are saying. There's, there's three things that are happening. First fear is I'm not going to come to God because I haven't called on him. And now with all this, I don't feel right calling on him. Call on the Lord right now. Don't wait. Don't wait. Use it as your story. Maybe God used this to wake you up. The other fear is, I can't do this. I can do this right now, but, but, but I can't live this life. You're not going to be perfect. You're being what? Perfected. And that's God's work. The Holy Spirit's going to come in you and work through you. And just like we sang today, He's going to make you aware of His presence. 
And the final fear is, I don't know what it looks like. You know what faith is? Step by step, day by day, trusting in Jesus for your daily bread. And you know what the gospel is? It's just one beggar showing another beggar where to find bread. So I want to pray for you today. And there's no magic words in this prayer, but the Bible says this in John chapter 1, verse 12. It says, to everyone who believes in Jesus, to everyone who receives Jesus, you get the right to be called children of God. Now that's God's promise. And I know because I've lived it for the last three decades. When I was at my worst, God was at his best. We can trust him. Will you trust him today with your life? You see, I did. And I don't regret it. And if it all comes crashing down today, I get to spend eternity with Jesus. And if I get the privilege of living for 30, 40, 50 more years, whatever, if I get that privilege, I want it to be spent serving Jesus. Because when I love God and I love people, everything in the Bible is fulfilled. Love God, love people, and preach Jesus. Would you pray with me? Father, in the name of Jesus, your word says that if I believe in you, if I believe that you're the Son of God, if I believe that you died on a cross for my sin, and if I believe that you were resurrected and you defeated Satan's sin and death, and if I believe that you're preparing a place that I may be with you, and if I receive that truth, that I am adopted into your very own family. And my hope is secure in you. So I choose by faith right now to put my hope in you. I choose to believe you with my what ifs. And I love you. It's in the powerful name of Jesus that I pray this prayer. And all of God's people said, Amen and amen. Now, I'm going to give the Lord a hand clap, and you can give him a hand clap too, right where you're at. We got our choir. I got to preach to the choir today. <laughs> I want to remind you that at 1030, that, uh, that Candace is going to be in the prayer group. So if you need prayer group, tomorrow morning at 9 a.m., you can find the link inside Facebook on our Facebook page, and you can join me for Monday morning prayer with PM. Uh, it's AM prayer with PM. So come on and join us for that. And uh, remember, Zoom groups are lining up. Our youth, our college and career, our, our ladies' Bible study, our uh, men's Bible. You know what's cool is that we already have people confirmed for ladies' and men's Bible study from out of state. People can join us already out of state. Isn't that awesome? Uh, remember about relationships. Evander Duck's going to be doing that one. Remember to check with your small group leaders because they're going to be connecting and putting all those uh, tools in place for you. We're going to be here again live next week, same time, same channel, um, if the Lord uh, allows. And we are still, people have been asking questions about Easter. I'm still believing God for Easter. I ain't ready to sacrifice Easter yet. I'm just telling you, I love Jesus, and you, everybody who knows me knows how much baptism means to me, and they know how much Easter and Good Friday and everything else means. So I ain't giving that up. I said I'm going to be kicking and screaming until the last, up to the last minute. But, uh, but I'm believing God for Easter. 
and uh, and and there's nothing wrong with that and uh, and and because here's what I know Easter's gonna happen in our hearts but I want Easter to happen I want our Good Friday service we got something so special planned and even if that doesn't happen I gotta trust me I got a contingency plan for Good Friday God's gonna do what God's gonna do but uh, I just want you guys to know all our healers out there and people who were joining us around we love you and we really want to do our best to stay connected here's a few things that you can do first off pray Call people that you, that, 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 that you have their numbers for. Just check on them. If you have elderly neighbors or friends, see if they need you to go to the grocery store or pick up their prescriptions for them. Whatever. Find ways to be the church right now. Find ways. You know, it might even be this, and don't be terrified. You might even have to watch somebody's kids. <laughs> I got hands raised already. They're like, come watch my kids. Watch my kids. <laughs> <laughs> but but who knows you know you may have to do that you may have to th there may be some things that we have to do but these are practical ways but here's what I know there are people that are scared and they're lonely and a phone call or a zoom message or a FaceTime it could make their day it could make their day I think about uh, precious people like Donna Dennis right now as Jack's up there after that surgery um, I, I, I imagine how how lonely she feels so we just love Donna. Donna, if you're watching, we love you. We're praying for you. We're going to keep praying for you. We'll be giving you a call this week. We've been checking in, and we're going to keep checking in. I just think about those people who maybe can't get out, who are terrified. It's a chance for us to be the church, man. And hey, here's another idea. Be the church to your family. Okay? Be the church to your family. Don't be the church somewhere else and then come home and act like the devil. All right? <laughs> Be the church, yeah, and I hope everybody said amen to that. So, <laughs> but listen, I could go on forever, but I love you, and uh, we're looking forward to our Zoom groups. Men, uh, hopefully we'll see you on Wednesday night. All those Zoom links are in there. Keep watching your Facebook. If you need help, our church office is open from Monday through Thursday from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. So if you need help connecting, let us know how we can connect. And then remember, at 10.30, which is now, uh, that's already going live. And um, Candace is there to pray with you. But we love you guys. We'll see you throughout the week. And if there's any way we can serve you, you can call our church at 727-851-9999. Love you guys. And we will see you next week live right here. God bless. And now I'm going to walk towards the camera and shut it off. And it'll be real big right towards you. Oh, wait, Gail's... <laughs> Gail's